This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. I almost feel like I need to sing one of these boy band tunes from back in the day because we have none other than the boy bands of all boy bands, 98 Degrees, Jeff Timmons here with us today. Hey, good to, good to be here. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Heard, heard so much about you. Congrats on all your success. It's it's an honor and pleasure to be a part of your show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I Having someone on from the boy band era, right? I'm like, I need to know everything. How did you get started? Did the ladies like throw panties on the stage all the time? Like, I got to know all of it. I need to know. So let's let's go take it back. Did you grow up thinking, I want to be like this magic Mike boy band? Oh, hell no. Especially (laughs) not a magic Mike boy band. Not only no magic Mike, no boy band growing up (laughs) and not a combination of uh, those two things. No, I was in in choir and stuff like that growing up, but I'm from Maslin, Ohio, which is a very small town up north. It's predominantly, I mean, very well known for only football. I was going to say, I know that from sports, but I didn't know from anything else. When you're born and you're a boy, they put a football in your... your, I mean, they really do. I mean, at the hospital. So that's how serious they are about football. They had no intention of being a singer or in a group. But, it, you know, that was I was in football, but always, you know, had a knack for singing and acting and stuff like that, although it was not cool at all. And then, you know, everybody knows this story. But I start. I was in my third college or fourth college. I've been bouncing around trying to play football and, and the colleges kept getting smaller and smaller because of my skill set is very small at playing football. And and uh, we were at a party at Kent State University with some of my old friends and some girls asked us to sing. And then I happened to know how to do four part harmony. So I took the guys in the bathroom and said, you sing this, you sing this, you sing this, you sing this. We went out and sang for them. We thought, we thought it was good. <laughs> like we don't know if it really was. <laughs> kind of like your kind of like your football career. You're like I thought I was good. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, as you can see, there's a thematic thing going on with delusion. Uh, and then we uh, and then we 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 it, we thought it sounded kind of good. Of course, you know the girls uh, we you know gave us a reaction, so that was it for us. We were like, let's be singers. Uh, then I went to L.A. We drove to L.A. because you didn't have any of this stuff. You didn't have TikTok. Right. You didn't- right. On social media, you had to go to L.A. or New York to make it. We went to L.A. and then, uh, you know, we started making a little headway out there. And then the guys I was with quit. And then I was introduced to Nick's voice, not Nick, Nick's voice uh, via tape of a guy from Cincinnati. Okay, they that were, that takes us back, a tape. For all of you I, out there that have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> he's talking about a cassette tape. Did it you in. use your pencil and, like, rewind? No one will ever understand what that is. Just Google tape, <laughs> audio tape, and, and then you'll see a cassette tape. But, yeah, I heard, I heard Nick singing in a, a local uh, cover band called uh, The Avenues. 
and they were uh they were singing like jazz there locally and i heard nick sing a cover uh, uh, called still of the night and i was like i need to get that guy out here because i had been auditioning people in la for months uh and i couldn't find anybody that i liked but i heard his voice and then he came out i hadn't even seen him i called called him up on the phone and i said hey man uh you know, this is going to sound weird, but uh, do you have a good look? And he kind of like <laughs> chuckled on the phone. He's like, uh, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you know, you gotta, you're got you going to be a part of... And it wasn't called a boy band back then. It was like a vocal group. You know, like Boys to Men was a vocal group. Oh, that's and what so you guys called yourselves. Okay. We wanted to be a boy... Yeah, that, that's what we wanted <laughs> to emulate Boys to Men and Jodeci and Shy was a group at the time and all the doo-wop groups. So he came out. I didn't see what Nick looked like till I met him in L.A. Oh. And, he, and he brought Justin out with him and then we brought Drew and then that's how we uh, how we started the group. Oh, that is awesome. That is funny, though. You really don't know because someone's voice can be completely different. I know, I've, I've seen, <laughs> seen some. Mm, mm, yeah. I, I, but but you know the guy that introduced me to him, he's like, oh, this guy's a good-looking dude. Girls love him, and he's a real charis- really charismatic guy. And I was like, all right. And then uh, I opened the door when he came months later to the apartment we lived in, and was like, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for joining joining the group. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. But hey, you know, and then, you know, I, I sold him a bill of goods that, you know, I had this going on and this going on and this going on and did my best sales pitch. And thankfully, he believed what I was saying. And then he brought his brother and his buddy out. And then that's how we started 98 Degrees. And the rest is history. I mean, my goodness, you guys are awesome. You've done so many things. It's not just, you know, the musical side and it's amazing to see how opportunities come about. I mean, I'm learning that even in my world right now, right? I posted a video back in, was it 2019? And it was kind of, it was a funny video because I'm known for all the funny stuff. And oh my God, the trolls came out like no other. And I was like, F this stuff. Like, I'm not, this is dumb. I'm not doing this. Then COVID happened and I start doing these videos. And now, I mean, there's a podcast and there's all kinds of fun stuff, radio show. There's all kinds of things that have just come from it. So it's really neat to see that you guys, I don't want to say boy band, this musical group. <laughs> you know, now we're 50. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take the boy band moniker now. You know? Yeah, we y'all probably want it. Up to it now that we're middle-aged guys. You know, it's okay. You can call me young man, boy band, young band, whatever. You know, I'm down with it. But no, to your point, I mean, if you stick with stuff, right? If you stick yeah. with it, and of course, you're with anything great. Right. With anything great, you're always going to get a ton of resistance right away. And then that's sort of the universe testing you to see how much you want to do it. And then if you stick through it and you plow through the wall and you just kind of stick stick by your guns then good things start to happen. And look, I'm so happy for you, you know, for for something that you did on a whim. I mean, you must be an entertainer at heart. Right. You've got a ton of bubbly uh, stuff going on over there with your personality and you're funny. And I'm sure people have been telling you that all your life. And sure. Now you've got this vehicle in your hand, this phone where you can broadcast yourself out to the masses and I'm sure people thought the same thing that you thought your friends think and your parents think and your siblings think about you. They thought you were funny and that's why you're, you know, able to do what you're doing right now. And they're just going to keep coming, the opportunities, you know, as long as you're developing all this stuff in your fan base. So I couldn't, couldn't be more excited for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's funny because I'm sure you got it when you were younger. If you would sing for someone, it's like, oh, you're great. Well, I would always get, you need your own reality show. <laughs> All my life. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, no, now no. You've got it. Now you've got it, right? I mean, True. some people predicting that and prognosticating that for you, and now all of a sudden, look, what's, look what you're doing. Yeah, you know, look, I sang, but it was never com- never confident, never confident. Even today, before we get on stage, before anything, I mean, I get more nervous than you can imagine, like still. Uh, How old this were you? How old were you, like your first concert? How old were you? When we started the group? Like when you started actually like seeing in front of people, like any kind of audience, how old were you? Any kind of audience for me personally? Yeah. Oh, I was like in fifth grade or something like that. Okay. Yeah, so pretty- you're saying you even still get, you get nervous still after 40 years. Still, you know, still lack that initial confidence. And then look, once you get up, up there, you, the, the nerves go away. And I think part of it's just wanting to be good at it, right? You want to right. do your best. 
People are looking at you and yeah. really take a, bre- a, bre- a breath, a deep breath and take a look at what it is. It's sort of weird, right? You're in front of a bunch of people like, here we are, you know, performing, right? But uh, you try not to get into that mindset and just enjoy the moment. Be uh, be thankful that you're blessed and lucky enough to do fun stuff for a job, right? And right. For well, talk, uh, talking about that, you know, that, that moment and just looking out and seeing I mean, what was it like being just catapulted to stardom? Well, I mean, if you ask us, it didn't seem like that because we we were on a, a Motown Records, which was an urban label, and they sort of didn't know how to how to market us in the beginning. They sort of wanted people to think we were an urban group, and they weren't really capitalizing on the younger fan base. They wanted us to be more of a really cool like and, and you know, look, certainly I'm not cool like that, but and and in the audience, you can't fool the audience, right? So you know, they sort of took us out of out of what what our sort of bread and butter was just sing songs and perform for the crowd. But uh so we had a slow burn there in the first couple of years because we put a record out. It didn't necessarily do that well. Uh and then you know the label actually decided to put our pictures on stuff and do music videos, you know, sort of vehicles that you yeah. need to, there, but, but I feel like that was a turning point for you guys. Like once people were able to see who you were and hear you and put it all together, it was like, oh, who were these guys? Because when I look back and I think of the boy bands, right, you guys are one of those that I think about. It's not, oh, it's just this one and this one. Like you guys, to me, yeah, are definitely in there. That, part of that sort of backstreet in sync. Yeah, absolutely. But it didn't start like that for us. We were out there kind of grind- grinding and you know, doing everything we could to promote and wrapping our pictures on the bus. and Yeah, people and, don't see that side of it. They don't see the grind that some of us have to have, right, to get to where we are. It doesn't just, boom, here you go. It's on a silver platter. Like, there's work behind it. There was a, there was work. And, there, you know, look, for us, we didn't really have a big vehicle behind us. The label wasn't really behind us in the beginning. So, But we believed in it. We're like, we're going to do everything we can to seize this opportunity. And we... uh and we kind of went for it and believed in each other. And then it's it sort of tipped for us. We just kept working at it. So, so got, once you got, got to that status, you got catapulted in there. Once all the ladies are going crazy and everyone's like, oh, my gosh. What was that like going on stage right. and these women just going nuts for you? It was, it was crazy. It's crazier than you probably can imagine. I mean, you see movies about it and it's crazier. I mean, it's it's total bananas, uh, you know, out of control. And uh, Give us you know, the deets. Give us the deets. We got to know well, all of it. Pretty much everything you can picture in your mind was going on. But, you know, what's weird about it is, is you, you have all this going on, but you're so busy and it's so competitive. Like, like you said, we're compared to Backstreet and NSYNC and right. those guys are selling a bunch of records and all over the place. And we're getting compared to them. And, and, uh, and behind us is another group maybe around the corner. So you're watching it, you're there for the moment. And then boom, you're in the next city or you're in the studio again, or you're in an in-store signing autographs or you're doing a TV show. It's just, you know, one after the other, after the other for several years. So you don't really, you don't really get a chance to take a deep breath and catch the moment, take it in, you know, and, and enjoy it. Although we had a good time, but you know, we, we sort of were such type A guys that we wanted to have so much success that we just kept the, kept up, kept going forward and our eye on the prize. And at the end of it, you're like, wow, did that happen? Did that happen? It was pretty wild. <laughs> Well, I don't yeah. think people understand, especially someone like yourself, who, like you just said, you want to be successful. So you are thinking about, all right, what's next? What's this? What's that? When guys slide into my DMs or, or they're trying to get my attention, I don't, it's weird. I don't look at it as like, oh, that's a potential guy I'm about to hook up with. Or that's a potential guy that like, whatever. I just, I'm really focused on, I'm a single mom. So I'm focused on my son, focused on how I can continue the career and make people smile and laugh because that brings me joy. I'm not as focused on, oh, 10 guys slid into my DMs and said this and that. Like, it's not, it kind of goes over my head a little bit, I guess. It's it for us too. I mean, I think maybe okay. a few months when it was pretty crazy, we we were like, wow, you know, look at all these girls. We're super cool. <laughs> but then like, you realize quickly, look, you got to be up in the morning. You go to bed late. You got to be in the next city. You got to be at the airport. You got to get on the bus. I mean, it's. It's a, you don't got time. For, you just don't have okay, time. Okay, wait, 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 wait. There were no groupies though, and no extra shenanigans ever. I mean, I, I, look, we were in our early twenties. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. I mean, I mean, sure, but you know, you start to realize, you start to taper that a little bit because you don't have enough energy for it. Right. You don't have enough energy, and keeping track of everything at that time. And remember, cell phones were just starting. You didn't have pictures or video and so forth. So you just had phone numbers or a beeper. And you couldn't remember. 
Wait a second here. Is this uh, a... That could be good and bad. That could be good and bad because you could be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get your letter in the mail. (laughs) Right. Well, no, you know that's bad news. If you can't remember every single detail, you're busting. Wait, you don't... Uh, you don't have any little kids out there running around that we don't know about, right? No, no. <laughs> now, listen, this podcast is like Vegas. What happened 20 years ago stays there. No one's going to get mad. No spouses are going to get mad. This was a long time. This is a long time ago. So who was who was the wildest in the group? Oh, I don't think any of us are wild. Oh, we that's all... such a political answer. Ohio guys. I mean, we, we're we from the Bible Belt, for goodness okay, sake. Okay, us Ohio people do hit different. We do hit different. <laughs> okay, who had the most girls back in their um, room uh, or tour bus? I mean, I can't remember. <laughs> After Bible study in the back of the tour bus, we our bunks <laughs> and had to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> You guys that took melatonin and... What, what's that? <laughs> after we caught our moms, all right, good night, mom. Tell dad, uh, I can't wait to get home and mow the lawn, and take care of everything. So uh, were there then, a lot of Bible studies going on during right, your tours? That's right. A lot of group prayer, a lot of deep thought. <laughs> 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 and trying to behave ourselves, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on, let's be honest, though. How hard was that? Early 20s. I keep saying I'm thankful that I'm older because I'll be 48 next month. I'm I'm thankful that I'm older to kind of know some things, not everything, but the fact that like I have what I have now at this age versus at 18, I would have lost my ever loving mind. Well, look, and here's the thing. We were in our early 20s, but guys are slow burning when it comes to maturing, sure. right? So, so uh, you know, look, it, it was it was a pretty wild experience for us. And, right. and here's, here's, here's <laughs> what we are probably, and I'm only always just speaking for myself and not the whole group, but for me, I'm thankful that we didn't have social media back then because I don't think we would have been exponentially bigger and more successful, but we would have also been scrutinized about everything and, and certainly absolutely from small, you know, middle America and not growing up. Now everybody's grown up with this stuff yeah. and not knowing, uh, you know, I can't imagine how Bieber or somebody like that. I mean, you, that know, you never you can't shut off. Right. When it comes to that. For me, I do my best to there's um, Reddit. Yeah, right, right, right. right. I don't go, I've never, I think I've been one time, I was asking a question about like a house project or whatever, and I think it made me go there because they could answer it. But apparently that is a forum where they just literally go after people. And I'm like, guys, why do you even go over there? If you think people are like, why why even bother? So I, again, I think because I'm a little bit older, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Say what you want to say over there. I'm I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. And I know that, so that's where I just say I'm not even going to go over there. Other people, I'm like, I-, I don't know you that well. Like, are you a good person? Are you not a good person? But why are you so upset about what these people are saying over there who don't know you? So it's a whole new ball game. Well, and look, you've had enough success for a sustained period of time that you know you have to turn that stuff off. Right. If you if you go down that rabbit hole, you'll never come back, right? So you just have to say, hey, all right, you, your numbers are the ones that tell the truth, right? How much, how many, how many fans you have, how many views you have, your opportunities. So you know you got to take that focus on that. If you start focusing on every single weird, and some of them, you know, look, you're not immune to all of them. Someone will say some kind of weird personal thing that you'll fixate on, but you know, it's it's kind of like we're conditions. We fix we fixate on more the negative things than the positive things. But with you, I mean, you're, you're having so many things go on and the fact that you're older, you know, that, look, it's just people trolling. They're bored. Right. right. You must be having some sort of impact if you're getting that much of a response. So, I mean, I think the way you com- compartmentalize that part of it's very, very important, especially for what you're, you do. Right. Uh, and have the you know people focused on on you know you so often. Right. And, right. and so frequently. So you, you have to sort of put that on the in the back of your mind. Yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> I get some comments. It's hysterical to me. It's like, oh, my God, it's not funny. Why are you laughing? And I'm like, that. why are you so miserable? I mean, I don't ever I don't respond. It's just funny to me. I'm like, what are what are you so miserable about that? You're mad at someone being happy. 
You're yeah, mad well, at me for being part. happy. Like, you're taking the time to, to let you know, right? Taking the time <laughs> to say, all right. first of all, they're watching you do it. So that's kind of weird, right? And then you don't have to watch. You don't have to watch. Then, oh, this, this upsets me so much. Let me, let me get in, put my comments in there. The logic's it a doesn't make off. any sense. No, and I'm very thankful. Like I call them my savage fam. I don't really like to call them followers. Like we're a big family and right. they'll, they'll go after the person. Not that I'm saying I want them to, but they'll just be like, what's your problem? You're watching her. What about this? So I just, my, I do my best to not even respond to it every once in a great while. Like if I feel like, okay, there's a lot coming at once. I'll respond to one just to be like, I don't care. Like shut it down. But for the most right. part, I just, I'm like, you know what? Do you feel better now that you said that? If you do, great. We're going to move on now. It's not even that point. But the whole point in this thing, circling back, is you guys didn't have to deal with that. Like you said, that's a great thing because what it does to people mentally when they kind of get their hooks into them, like it seems like it's almost like a full moon, right? Like you'll get a couple at the same time or maybe it's because one person comments someone else like well i'm gonna say something too but you can't it's like a full moon like a cycle of it um but for the most part for me it's like it's just chill and and people appreciate it people might take my joke wrong right they might be like uh, like i just did a video of a girl she was doing the split she was in a handstand and she was doing the splits well she had a swimsuit on and you couldn't see where her i'm just gonna say where her lips were and I was like, what the, where the hell, where are they? Right. And it was hysterical because I went to the comments and all these ladies are like, my roast beef could never. Right. Cause we're all like, how in the world? We're like a little jealous, but yet we're like, are we different? And someone made the comment to me, oh, how are you making fun of someone? I'm just like her. And I'm like, girl, we're all relating. We're all like, sometimes people just miss it. Right. They miss it. And you're like, no, we're not making fun you're, of you. You're people. always going to have at least one. And in yeah. this case, so many people that are kind of tuned in you're gonna have more than one right right uh, but yeah i mean kind of go with the ratio right the ratio and thankfully you guys didn't have to deal with that right because you would have the guys being hateful like oh well they're nothing or you know the haters because you would be probably put like a poster on their girlfriend's wall and probably be hating on you because yeah. they liked you <laughs> In person. I mean, we experienced with guys in person. Really? You know, guys, Tell, give me an example. Give me an example. Weird. We were in, I think, Albany. We did a show in Albany in a college town. And okay. Of course, we're like, let's go out for drinks afterwards in a college town, right? Right. In a college bar. <laughs> you can imagine that didn't end well. Like, wait, wait, was, wait. Was there a Bible study there? No, no that, that was one of the nights we forgot. Oh, See, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we were in the bus. And we went straight from the venue and, and we got into the, we went into the bar and we had two huge security guys with us, right? We went into the bar. Of course, we would just went in there to hang out. And, and of course, you know, all the girls left their guys and just surrounded us, right? And we're like, wow, what the hell's going on here? And then certainly the guys didn't like that. And, you know, a couple of the guys got feisty. And I went like this, and then our security guys drug everybody out. You like, literally so. just, he, you guys can't do this. Like, he put his like, two fists up, like, put him up, put him up. Of course, I hid behind Your our security, security guy's like, he's going to get his <laughs> ass beat. Let me take it. Hurry up, So I'm like, Tommy, what, what's taking you so damn long? This guy's going to kill me. But, Shout you know, out to we, Tommy for saving his life that night. That's right. Tommy Dre. Uh, you know, but they, um, you know, they took care of it. That was probably one of the only times that guys were came after us was when we went into the college bar. But, you know, we would have guys come up and like, you guys suck. You guys are terrible. Oh, that's hilarious. What and, do you, you know, say? That, do you just smile? Like, did you ever say anything back? Well, I mean, look, back in the day, we were feisty. Well, so sure. We, yeah. Talk shit back to them, of course. <laughs> um, With your but, security guards right in front of you, you're like looking around right. them like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah i mean there are guys that but what's interesting later on 20 plus years later because most of our fans were teens and sometimes younger we did a lot of stuff with nickelodeon and disney so we had really young fans they're they're in their third you know late 20s 30s and 40s now but a lot of times guys will come up to us now and like hey man i I used to hate you back in the day, but your music's pretty cool and i'm like oh thanks man you know like you know that's awesome 
It's music. That's what you Well, everyone grows up, though, too, right? You're immature. You don't realize. You're probably with someone that you don't need to be with. And, yeah, they're just jealous. So it it makes sense. They matured. They probably had you on a list to apologize to. (laughs) I I, I doubt that. But it's weird when we go to these concerts now that they're filled with girls and guys right now. I was going to ask that. Yeah, so the guys will sing the songs and then they'll be like, wow, I'm a big fan. I'm like, wow, when, is, when did this switcheroo happen? I mean, we had no guy fans in the past. But but I guess, you know, to your point, everybody grows up, matures, gets older, and they realize music is not a threat to your We're not threatening to your, you know, our songs are not right. going to threaten your life. Well, yeah, is so. everyone married now too or no in the group? Well, no, uh, uh, Justin's not married. He's, he's, uh, he's, I think he might be engaged, but the, the three of the rest of us have been. Okay. Married. So everyone's been married. There's no threat. You guys could probably sell out everywhere now that with the guys, cause there's no threat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You know, we, you, it, I mean, that's completely gone. We would always have one or two guys that would try to start shit. And, but now it's like, everybody's super respectful and it's a lot of fun. I mean, we're having so much more fun now. It's different when you when you are older and a little more mature, right? You everything is different. You look at things different. You don't really care about certain things. You just let those roll off your back. You're like, you know what? In my twenties, that would have bothered the hell out of me. Now, whatever. It's not a big big deal. You grow up and you you realize what's a priority as far as like your how your emotion goes and the things you pay attention to. So for for us, it's a lot different than it was back then. We had we had fun back then, but now we're just let's go have fun. The people are still here to, you know, come see us and sing our songs and all that good stuff. So, Which we, says we, a lot about you guys, right? To have that fan base for so long. Yeah. I mean, well, look, it says a lot about our fans, right? So, yeah. I mean, for us, it's cool. You know, we had some some pretty cool songs and we were part of a good era as well. That was sort of like the pop explosion back then. That's back when people were still buying CDs and, you know, there were all these these things you would do in the marketplace outside of you know, the things that you're, you're doing virtually, right. You, mm-hmm. you had to go out there and be in front of your fans quite a bit. So it's a different time. And it was a cool era to be a part of with the, the Christina's and Britney's of the world. And JLo first came out then and Ricky Martin and that whole click Eminem was part of that whole, that whole TRL era was fun, fun to be a part of. So the music was so great though. I mean, it really was when, when you go back now and I'll play nineties and two thousands, during my lives and people are like, oh, this is my, yes, this is what I need. I mean, the good, there's good stuff now a little bit, but I just feel like the meat and potatoes. It's like, go it, back and listen to that. It was a little different. It was actually kind of diverse too. You'd have a rock group from the UK, like Chubba Wumba doing <laughs> I get knocked out. <laughs> you'd have Return of the Mac and then you'd have, you know, there was a lot more diversity, I think. And now it's sort of just, you know, obviously as things become more corporate, you know, you people stick to certain things that they know work. And so, uh, you know, I think that it, that that sort of the ability to just pick hits out from different artists, you know, uh, it, that sort of has gone by the wayside. But I think now, you know, the things like TikTok and, and some of the social media things are, are developing, uh, you know, hit records from different unique artists that aren't necessarily have to be signed to a label and some of the old school stuff. And a lot of the old school stuff has gone away, which is it's even makes it better. And I think hopefully it'll tip back to where it was before and you'll hear, you know, a little bit more diversity on the radio. Well, I, I feel like there's something to be said for the current artist remixing and remaking. I know that always happens, but I feel like I've heard more and more and more. I feel like now with some of the artists, the newer artists, and some maybe aren't signed, but they're doing these. John, what was the one that we were talking about the other day? I'm trying to remember what the what the song that we were talking about the other day. You were like, why does this sound so familiar? So they're taking those hooks that are so they were so embedded in our head, right, from the 90s and early 2000s. It's like an instant hit. So I want to tell these young kids like, yeah, you like it because that was really good. Oh, and yeah, we loved it. it. <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm Jack Harlow did the Fergie song. Yes. And like my youngest daughter's 11. She's like, this is the bomb. Like, that's a remake. That's not even as good as the original. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then the weekend just did the Mario Wynan song. I don't want, and I'm like, that's a remake. That's a what remake. I'm saying. 
And then people are like, Heather, what's your favorite kind of music? I'm like, I kind of like everything. There's no way. No, when you grew up listening to 90s and 2000s, like you said, Christina would be on, then Eminem would be on, then Chumbawamba would be on. Like, it's like you, it depended on the day of which one you really were like in sync to. So, because they keep dipping back into our genre and saying, oh, that's fire. We know. We know, Ashley. We know. <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talking about like stardom and stuff, when you guys, you know, you had your hits and then obviously, you know, it's kind of like the hills and valleys. Do you feel like once you have a taste of that stardom, like you're always wanting it back? Well, look, again, I mean, no, it was amazing and great. And, and at that time, we were one of the biggest groups in the world. So we were we were pretty high up right, there. Right, right. Every place we go was pretty crazy. And then all, it was sudden, it wasn't just the peak and valley. It was suddenly, like in the early 2000s, music really, really changed, like overnight almost, right? So all of a sudden it was there, and then it wasn't cool anymore. So it took a couple of years, right. and then it wasn't cool at all. And then we weren't in style for for probably the better uh, better of a decade with regards to, and we took time away I and mean, we all started families and Nick went on to do his own thing. And, and it went Nick and, and Justin as well. And I went really behind the scenes. And, um, and then we, we kind of took the temperature when we came back in 2013, that's been 10 years. And we were like, well, look, if, if it's not there anymore, you know, we'll just keep doing our own thing. And you do miss some of it. And, mm-hmm. and certainly and I joked about being from Ohio, being from the Midwest, you, you were sort of grounded and we're all kind of blue collar guys. So the fame was stuff is was cool and stuff. And the things that went along with it were amazing, like once in a lifetime chance. But we weren't enamored by it 100 percent that we had to fight tooth and nail to get that again. You know, it's like I think it was more about, you know, how do we have success in different ways? How do we stay relevant so we can parlay this into different things? But to be on private jets all the time and. That's cool. I mean, certainly didn't don't have any complaints about any of that if it comes around again. But I I, I don't need that to happen uh, in my life. I don't need to not be able to get out of my house or out of a car or out of a tour bus because it's getting shaken by you know that stuff was cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Fifty, I'm like. I'm just trying Listen, to Listen, these 50 and 6 year old women can't shake the tour bus like we used to, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. They're beating it with a cage instead, okay? Jesus. We're not that old. Life alert buttons are going, help, I've fallen and I can't. <laughs> Killing me. Oh, anyway, yes. Uh, you know, no, I guess the 40s and late 30-year-olds may not be able to to, to shake the bus. Oh, no, much. we can. We can. We can. We definitely can. <laughs> but uh, I guess priorities change the older you get, right? Well, you know, I would say that the fan base, now that they can drink, is a little oh. bit rambunctious than ever when we go out there. Does wild. anyone like have you sign their stuff anymore? Sometimes. Yeah, you can still have stuff like that happen for sure. It's still, you know, <laughs> wild because look, they're they're reliving that era. Ah. You know, like as much as we'd like to think we're super cool, we were part of an era when you know, teens were coming into their early, into their 20s, early 20s, that that whole time. So I think people come to see people that, that they experience this with as much as they come to see us. I mean, we, we love that they come to see us, but we also know it's like a girl's night out. Some of, sure. some of the people are being friends for life uh, at our concerts. That's the kind of stuff That's that makes awesome. it a lot cooler, you know, uh, that, that they have a bond with other fans. So, yeah, they do. They do still do crazy stuff, though. Believe it or not. I think that that's absolutely great. I mean, let loose, go hang out, no kids, just, you know. It makes it, it, makes it interesting. I, I think if everybody was just sitting there on their hands, you know, and, and not. Yeah, that would know, be a little weird. You guys would probably stop singing like, well, no one's interacting. you guys gauged your performance like that was a good performance by like how many people want you to sign and how many like undergarments you get thrown up on the stage or we gauge our performance first of all on how well we do we can remember (laughs) that's number one well i forgot the words oh shit i'm supposed to be over there you know that's first (laughs) so we gauge our performance on how we perform and then second you know, secondly, you, you want to look out and just see the crowd getting excited about it. Right? Sure. There's a, 
if there's a lull there, we, we must, we, you know, uh, not be bringing it. But for the most part, the fans are excited out there, you know. No, you we, guys are great. Everyone loves you still. Absolutely. It's fun. I mean, we, th- as long as they're having fun and coming out, right? If, if, if yeah. you go, there's nobody in the audience. That's another signal that it's, uh, <laughs> you know, transition into a, you know, it, get back in the studio and write for other people or in the business. Sure. Or sure. Yeah. Okay. But, so. Talking about, you know, the women coming out, reliving, you guys are all married. Everyone's spoken for. You were, this is your second marriage, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Because what I read, I honestly, I didn't remember that you went through, was it kind of a, a rough divorce, the first one? Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. It was a long, arduous, soul sapping process. But Ugh. yeah, it was, yeah, it took a long time. But, you know, look, I mean, that's the way it is. And, and and if you're in the business, you know, you have other people that that will help to prolong that, meaning, you know, lawyers and, you know, you know it's it just was a long, drawn out, torturous, uh, <laughs> you know, you know what, what this depressing podcast. But but the bright side is I got out of it. Uh, you know, I was able to be a dad throughout the process, got remarried. Found the love of my life, helped me change everything around, and you know we we're you know back and better than ever. I mean, it's it's sometimes you go through those really tough times to teach you lessons, whether you know why or not. You know, you can't question it. You just got to endure it, learn from it, and move on. And so, yeah, I'm married for the second time. Um, you know, we have five kids between the two of us. Both of us had two previously, and we have one together. And it was like the Brady Bunch, and the three oldest ones are off doing their own thing and we still have two well one of the older ones came back for a little bit to, to come here and and uh and he does jujitsu it's a big scene martial arts are a big uh scene here so he's back doing some some stuff mma uh oriented stuff so he's back in the house so we have three back here now and well, I, I, I ask you this and here's why i ask you this i'm divorced and i have a lot of people that are in the middle right either of a divorce or they they are recently divorced and I want people to see you can still find happiness. You know, you could have the worst divorce ever. You could have the worst experience ever, but you still can find that happiness out there. And I think that you're a true testament to that of something being so bad. And you're like, you know what? I'm not looking for it, but here it found me. Here we are. We're loving life right now. There's no, there's no question about it. It was so treacherous that I didn't even want to. I swore I would never date again. Like, yeah. Like I was like, I'll just be a dad. Oh, I'm sure that jaded you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll meet people and, and have casual relationships, but never a se- I will never get into a serious relationship. Casual again. Bible studies. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. Okay. <laughs> like-minded spiritual folks. But but I I, I was never, never gonna get married again. I mean, I was dead set on it. I was not looking. I'm like, no. I'm not, I don't want that drama in my life. I got to focus on, you know, trying to find a way to, to get back on my feet with my career, trying to be the best dad I can be. And so I, I was not out there seeking, oh, I need someone that, you know, a soulmate and all that stuff. But look, you know, the universe or God or whatever you want to say had different plans for it. And I couldn't be more thankful for it. And it, it, it's just the freakish thing that happened. And it, it definitely found somebody that, that is maybe a better person. Right. It made my life better. That just doesn't happen when you're out there looking for it. And when you're trying for it, you know, it just happened on its own. So, yes, to your point, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Well, I'm very, very happy. I can see it on your face. Right. When you start talking about the divorce and then talking about your wife. Now, it's I I love seeing. I mean, I wish you guys could see. Maybe we'll have to pop it up somewhere. But just you're exuding happiness. and, And we are very, very, very happy for you on that. Talking about divorce, talking about being single, divorced, married. Do you feel like when you went out and performed in your early, early days, right? Like 20s, whatever. And you guys were single. Do you think it's a different performance when you're single versus married? Like, is there less pressure or more pressure or? Oh, oh single versus married. I think the, the performance of difference now, not because of that. So single, we weren't performing any differently that wouldn't have any bearing on it. We just got better with age. Sure, we, we okay. Got on stage for one, and we've had twenty, you know, years of it plus. 
so that's part of it. But the, the other part of it is we have way more fun, way more fun. And, and it doesn't have to do with us being single or married. It's just like the perspective thing you talked about earlier, right? We're older, like life or death isn't on the line, sure. you know, with every performance. It's like, okay, let's have some beers and go out and, <laughs> thing and, and enjoy it and, and, and play, you know, pop star for a night. And it's like a dream, right? And back then it was like, we're not as good as dancing as the Backstreet Boys, you know, like, yeah, like, what, what are we going to do? You know, it's like the end of the world. Right. So, uh, it, it, and so now it's a different, it's, it's an absolute different perspective. And we just, let's have as the goal is the only rule for us is, is to go have as much fun, you know, obviously know what you're supposed to be doing on stage and, and do the show the right way, put your best foot forward performance wise, but we got to have fun, right? The second we don't have fun anymore, we, we are going to hang it up. So right. yeah, that's what's different. That's the, the performance people that saw us years ago compared to now, they are like, wow, you guys are actually kind of fun to go watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like people can feel that we're like, you know, just kind of not taking it so seriously and, and having a blast with it. So. Well, good. I just, I don't know. I always wondered if there was more pressure or, when you're single, if you're looking into the crowd, like, oh, well, who's that girl I'm going to have the Bible study with later? And now you don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's That might be different. Like, all right. Row 7, seat D. <laughs> Row 32, seat A. <laughs> no, I sound like a total pig. That never happened. I, was making I would I never was expect along. that. I'm just going along with your shenanigans. <laughs> Seriously, they can believe that. No, you guys would never know. You guys would never. Did you guys have a seating chart like on the floor where you could look down and that way you knew? No, I was kidding. (laughs) Yeah, and we had like a little piece of chalk down there. We could take our foot and rub that and mark the right the right seating plots. (laughs) That way everyone's gonna go to concerts watching the artists. Like, are they looking at seats? (laughs) And you take the video stage, you pick up a walkie-talkie and and talk to the house man. All right, now it is time for the Savage Seven. All right, let's do it. You ready? All right, first question. Well, just for everyone out there, if someone is new listening to the podcast, Savage Seven, seven rapid-fire questions. He can have one skip, that's it, but he is committed to answering these questions. And here we go. Who would you kick out of the band? That's so I use good. my skip card. I hope it doesn't get worse than that. That's that is so good. <laughs> What's your most memorable? So, okay, I picked myself out. There you go. I saved it. You're such All a right, I saved it. <laughs> Most memorable concert. Oh, geez, that's really tough. I would say the most memorable concert we were a part of was the Michael Jackson. Uh, 25th anniversary special we did Ooh. with all of those people. We got to perform with Usher and Luther Vandross for Michael Jackson. So that's probably, we have, we have a ton of them, but that's probably at the top of my list. That's cool. Next question. Most embarrassing thing that happened to you at an appearance? Oh my gosh. I fell off the stage trying to shake Jerry Rice's hand. <laughs> <laughs> we were on risers doing like this United Way song with a bunch of football players and like Destiny's Child is there and all these football stars are there. And I'm like four risers up next to the guys and Jerry Rice is right behind us on a riser behind us. And I was like, oh my God, Jerry Rice. And Nick's like, don't do it. Don't do it. We were filming a video of us like doing this big like United Way song. And he's like, don't, don't. And I turned around, I'm like, Jerry. And I, I, I re- went up to shake his hand and there was a space in between the risers. I literally fell that like, I, I ate it in front of like 300 people. And then I then I did like the Clark Griswold thing. I pulled myself up and I went, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> Please tell me you did not let him know you played football. <laughs> I was mortified. I was, and I tried to hide behind Nick, and he like he like turned his back away, so he didn't have to be associated with me. It was the worst ever. But I have so many of those. I mean, there could be fifty of those I can tell you about. That's the worst. One. <laughs> All right, next question: Who would you love to work with right now? Oh man, Bruno Mars is my favorite. I think I'd love to do something with him and Ariana Grande. But yeah, Bruno Bruno Mars is my favorite. Ooh, we'll we like it. him. We like him. All right, next question. What is your guilty pleasure? Um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, 
for me, it's going to sound corny, but I love being in the studio. So uh, when everybody goes to sleep, at least some part of the day, whether it's middle of night, early morning, late night, whatever, uh, when I have some time, I get in the studio and I just have to work on music. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, I have to work on music. Hmm. Kind of a boring answer, but... <laughs> no, no, it's okay. We're glad you didn't say like, you know, you or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. now, can you imagine I, uh, me on anything would be, be a disaster? <laughs> I mean, okay. I think of stuff. I'm like, I promise I'm not. Nothing. Yeah, this is it. I know. I don't even drink caffeine. And people are like, wait, what? There's no way. I'm like, I've never done a drug, nor have I. I don't drink caffeine. They're like, what is going on in your life? <laughs> I need some of that. Whatever's your chemistry. I need to figure <laughs> All right. Next question. You know how they do icks about people? They're like, my yeah. ick about this person is. Yeah, that must be some sort of young teen thing. Okay. So like. You know, something that people don't like about you. Like, your wife would be like, well, I don't like he leaves the toilet seat up. What would an ick be about you? Oh, an ick about me. Yes. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's, my wife can give me a long laundry. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I guess my ick would be like throwing my clothes straight on the floor. Anywhere I go. I'll just throw them all over the place. So, it's kind of, I'm kind of a slob and that. In that way, she hates it. So, but like I said, she's probably got a few. <laughs> All right, next question: the song that you like the least of yours? Of ours? Oh, you know, I used to not like this song called "Dizzy," but now I like it. Now I like it many years later. So, but I can't say that one. Um, gosh, there's a. I guess there was a song that we had called "Baby, Can I Touch You There." It, it, it didn't quite fit with the repertoire of the rest of the album, but nonetheless, we recorded it. You can find it online. Oh, listen, after this podcast, it's probably going to be the number one search song. <laughs> like, this is trying to appeal to teens and their parents. Like, this song cannot go on the album. Oh, my God. But we were, it's a cool song. But I absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna go Google it after the show. My mom, when they were gonna put it on the album, and I fought tooth and nail to not get it on there, and they actually released a version of the album with it on there, internationally on accident. So they recalled all these albums. Oh. A little late. It's like striking something from the record in a court case, right? It's already out there, but they managed to like bury it until the internet happened, and then. <laughs> actually a cool song but i don't mind it now but then you know look but it, it doesn't quite go with i do cherish you right because of you. <laughs> uh, baby can i touch you there very very you guys crazy. hit wedding genres and then you're like well let's go to the erotic the, 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 club. Yeah, the strip club genre be honest was that the song you played when you did the bible studies <laughs> on the tour <laughs> We, we we had our we had our vault of uh <laughs> of, of the of the Bible study songs the Bible study playlist. All right, since you skipped the first one, last question: something you did that's public that you wish you could just take back. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, I got to uh, well, oh, He doesn't want to say it. We got him. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough Hey, one. what's you know, worse uh, than can I touch you there? Come on. <laughs> I hosted a mail review called the Chippendales. But okay. I hosted. I think the, the thing that I would take back is, as part of the gimmick that they had me do for the press release, is they had me tear my shirt off, right? Okay. So, naturally, people thought I had descended into the land of stripperdom. Oh. If, if you know anything about the Chippendales, it's a well put together show in Vegas. It was, but I hosted it and I think I, you know, maybe wouldn't have done the press release quite that way. You, you kind of look like the strip did not happen, but you know, you kind of look like off. a stripper. You do look like a stripper. No, if you saw these guys, <laughs> you would definitely say, no, no, that guy. Jeff this, is really buff. You guys are going to have to Google like, yeah, he probably Not benches really. like 350, 400. Like, yeah. Not quite that. <laughs> close, and close. These guys are like six, five and shredded to the gills. Oh, and- wow. I've never been to one. I've never really those, wanted to, so. Those guys are studs and I don't belong 
So you, <laughs> so you want to take that back? Moving the microphone, saying, "Welcome to Chippendales, folks." <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Like it's Kings Island. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's, step right up and see the buff man. Not me, them. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man with the microphone. <laughs> Listen, you have been great, and I absolutely loved having you on. We're going to have to have you on again. I mean, this this was awesome. I do have one question for you, though. Sure. So I know that you, I hear that you sing. I've heard you sing. And I have this little get-together on March 25th, someone's, you know, birthday. So I'm kind of wondering if someone would like to come out and sing maybe a happy birthday song on March 25th. Happy to. If we don't have a, a date on the road, count me in. Woohoo! Yeah. That would be amazing. Well, happy early birthday. Thanks for having me on. Thank I had a blast. Actually, fun interviews I've done in a, in a while. So. Good, good. We like to kind of keep it lighthearted and still get to know you. So I, I really appreciate it. And that's a wrap for us. We're out. Yeah. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.